Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. And I'm Megan. We are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. In continuing our series on Minimalist Home, this week we'll be discussing the living room, a space where one typically gathers with family and friends. While it's tricky to exercise restraint when decorating a living room, we have some tips that may help you create a less is more space without leaving it feeling empty and cold. And before we jump into the conversation, we want to remind you to review us on iTunes. And we have one to share with you this week from Runner Mama 13. She says, I absolutely love this podcast. It is so awesome to hear these ladies talk about how to be minimalist without having an empty house. I also love how they go so much deeper into the idea of minimalism beyond your stuff, combating ideas of consumerism, cluttered schedules, cluttered minds, cluttered relationships. They explore relevant topics, give action steps of how to get started, go further on this journey, and they also give great examples of what they are doing on a daily basis to sustain this lifestyle. They are so encouraging and wonderful. I find that encouraging. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I know. She took so much time to give us very thoughtful reviews. Thank thoughtful. you so much. Yeah. Well, do you have a minimalist resource for us this week? I do. I really enjoy this new phone case that I got. And it is by Pella, P-E-L-A, Cases. And the reason that I love it so much is not necessarily because it has bells and whistles or it's very different than other phone cases, but it is 100% made from recycled materials. And for every purchase that you make, they donate to ocean and water initiatives. And the packaging, actually, it's zero waste packaging. When Mm. they sent it, it was literally just a cardboard envelope. Um, no other packaging in there, which I really appreciate. And it not only is uh, super functional, but it's also pretty. They have lots of great options to choose from. And I don't know if you've looked for a case recently, but I, f- I feel like they're either really cheesy or really boring. I agree. Yeah. So this one has also been really durable, I found, because... My, I bought a new one, or I was looking for a new one, because my previous one just totally, the color was wearing off the sides, mm-hmm. and gladly it was just the screen protector, not the actual screen has been cracking because mm-hmm. of my old one. So, mm-hmm. Pella cases. It's lovely. So, I have the opposite experience this week for my minimalist moment of the week. I am probably damaging the environment. Oh, no. <laughs> So I, this is just ironic that I'm sharing this as my minimalist moment, but I feel like it's a more of a minimizing fail. So my mindset for the past couple of weeks has just been, it's got to go. And I'm typically very thoughtful when it comes to getting rid of clutter and tossing things, but I've just had so many things I've wanted to get rid of the past couple of weeks and my schedule's just been so busy. I haven't had time to swing by wherever I wanted to take things. And mostly it's been stuffed animals because not a lot of places take them due to bed bugs. Mm. So, I mean, I just, I've had to throw a few stuffed animals just straight into the trash and I, it breaks my heart. It's really random. I'm like, I'm sorry. And <laughs> you're apologizing. <laughs> I threw away animal. a blue bunny yesterday and I said, I was sorry to it. I don't know. It maybe it's, did you think it for its service? <laughs> no, but I think maybe I saw toy story too many times as a child, but I don't know. There's something so sad about getting rid of them, but I also don't want so many in my house. And 
yeah, it's just not been on my schedule to do it, but I needed them out and it's causing me anxiety having all these bags of random things. So I just kind of dumped some of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I know that's really terrible. I'm not recommending you do that, but I also am recommending you do that. If you have some anxieties around all your nonsense that you have laying around, get rid of it. Don't think twice about it, but also think about the environment. So yeah, you well, can slap my hands. <laughs> That it's a hard choice to make. I know it is. I understand, and sometimes there aren't clear-cut answers mm -hmm. to what is the right way to handle a situation. I feel like you made a hard decision, but it in the end was the best one to benefit your family. Did it benefit benefit the environment? Probably not, but uh, at least your space is cleaner and more minimal for it. Mm -hmm. And also, like on the topic of making hard choices and as a minimalist, I wanted to give a bonus tip that one of our Facebook followers gave to us this week. Mm -hmm. They said they overheard a mother in the park saying that they had decided their family that they were only going to go to immediate family member birthday parties. They were not going to accept any birthday party invitations for kids, friends, because they just didn't have the time or energy to do that. And it, it's hard to make decisions sometimes if, if the kid has a birthday party, but you already had some other family thing scheduled or mm -hmm. getting rides to and from yeah. that birthday party location. A lot of times it's only an hour and a half. So you're like, do I just hang out? Do I leave? What do I do? Mm -hmm. So I can totally understand. Oh, plus the money, you know, yeah, the absolutely. money involved in buying those kids the gifts. So thank you for that tip and that's just it's a hard decision to make it's not for every family mm -hmm. but um it's it's an option yeah absolutely <laughs> all right so today we are going to be discussing the living room and outside of the kitchen i'd say this is where most of us spend the majority of our time so it's typically a gathering place for our get-togethers for holidays or even just family nights and if you truly want to unwind and enjoy the time here you have to be intentional about designing a space that is functional but cozy so let's jump into what our rooms look like if you want to start and describe your living room. And I realize that there's a living room and family room, but I'm more so talking about where your family spends its mm -hmm. space. I don't know. I don't have one of the fancy, let's stay out of this room spaces. So we're more so referring to your family living room. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Our living room is on the first floor. I know some people spend the most majority of the time in like a basement family room. I guess sometimes. that's true. Yeah. Or even bonus rooms or sometimes yeah. upstairs. But okay, so our living room is on the first floor of our house and it is an odd shape for a living room. It is longer than it is wide. And on one side, there are a wall of windows. Another wall is taken up by the fireplace and... Another wall is taken up by an open stairwell, and the other side is more of an open hallway. So there's really not much traditional wall space in mm -hmm. our living room, but it is very open and inviting. Very There's so much wonderful natural light in there, which makes TV watching harder. Yeah. <laughs> so you take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. But um, we, therefore don't really have 
much decoration on the walls. Over that really long one wall, we have a really large 10-foot couch that we took a long time to pick out, and we're very thoughtful about saving for that expense. And then opposite the couch is a long entertainment center that we put our TV on top of. And that's about it. Great. So my living room is on the smaller side, as as, as is everything in my house. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if you were to walk through the front door, directly ahead is the staircase. And to your right is a window with a bench in front of it that we call our dog's house. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have your typical dog crate or bed it's literally just that bench with a blanket on it and he just looks out the window Uh, next to that is a planter with a fig tree a chair with a window above that on that wall a non-working chimney Hmm. fireplace and in front of that right now we have the ikea kitchen for the kids to play with which that's their favorite thing that they play with at this point in their lives next to that we have another window on the wall these are just half windows, so mm-hmm. they're not full windows. They're just like little squares that are, I don't... Are they called transom windows? I'm not sure. A lot of the homes in the area that I live in have the windows yeah, the older on homes. the opposite of both fireplace, mm-hmm. sides of the fireplace. And underneath that window, we have an entertainment center, I guess you could call it. Our TV is in there, but it's always sh- shut. I like that we can shut it away. And then there's a big open space to our, for our dining room on the next wall. And then on the next wall is the couch and a little a little mm-hmm. side table mm-hmm. with a lamp on it. So small room, pretty basic. Yeah, I would say that what we need in our living room is more functional lighting, which I'll talk about. And then more plants, because I just feel like you can never have enough plants. So let's dive into seating. We're typically going to have a couch of some sort or a settee. Is that how you Sati. pronounce it? Sati. Sati. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or some type of chair in there. And I feel like if you're going to spend money on something in your living room, it would be the couch because that's what you're typically sitting on. Or if you want a lazy boy, if you're going to sit on your lazy boy all the time. I know my parents are about to invest in those and it's because that's where they're going to spend the most of the time when they're at home. So if you do not like the couch that you have while you're trying to save up for that couch is to put a slipcover on it. It's a really inexpensive way to make your room look better. And there's a lot that you can do with that after you've styled it with a slipcover. That's actually what we did with the couch that was there before we purchased our new one. We had a leather sofa that we thought was real leather, (laughs) but we found out was not when it started peeling. So when we called like a leather expert that deals with furniture, Mm -hmm. we called him and he said, is it doing X, Y, and Z? And we said, yes. And he goes, sorry, that's not real leather. It Mm -hmm. It was literally peeling. So we had pieces of faux leather all over tracked it started to track all over the house Mm. it was very frustrating so because we thought we would have this couch forever because Mm -hmm. that's why we chose leather because it's really easy to wipe off and Mm -hmm. kid friendly and all of that and so that was disappointing but we found a slip cover that was really nice that could go with our decor for the time being we could live with until we found the sofa that really fit the room. Let's go on to furniture. So first off, 
whatever furniture you already have in there, I would say keep it as clear as possible. So I don't have a coffee table, but I know that that was one thing that my mom was always really adamant about growing up. Like, let's keep this space clear. Like we might have a coaster with a drink on it from time to time, but because again, that's just adding to the chaos and anxiety of the space that you're wanting to be more cozy and warm and inviting. Mm -hmm. So we've always said on all these episodes, just to clear off those counters and have a landing spot. Mm -hmm. I think with kids in general, coffee tables can be problematic Mm because a lot of times they have corners that kids are just at the right height to catch their head on. Or if they trip, you know, it's, it's a hazard. Um, so we've gone for a long time without a coffee table. Now that the kids are a little older, we found a, a bench that has a tufted cushion on top that doubles as a coffee table. Mm-hmm. So it's both footrest. We can put our feet up there uh, from the couch and... We have like a tray that sits on there that we put the controllers and stuff mm-hmm. that so it can double as a place to put your drink. Yeah, so the tray acts as your storage. So I was going to say, keep it intentional. The more intentional you are about your storage, the more intentional you will be about your purchases because you'll know what storage you have to work with and you won't possibly bring in more that you don't actually need. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think about things that we store in our living rooms. And I know for us, we have a tub of books on the one side of the couch. And I used to keep magazines on top of our entertainment center, but I actually just recently in the last year went through those because I never read them. They were just old eating well magazines that I never used those recipes. But I was thinking other things could be puzzles, kids' toys we've talked Mm -hmm. about. You have to keep these things organized because it just, it's going to get out of control if you don't have a system in place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Other storage options for the living room are bookshelves. I know that we can tend to have these, but are we storing things on them that we don't need? I feel like that has happened to me that I've actually gotten rid of bookshelves because they just were containing things that we never used. Yeah, I used to have a decorative bookshelf Mm -hmm. in our living room purely for decoration. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, you couldn't, I guess you could put books on it, but the shelves were a weird distance apart. They were much taller than regular bookshelves, and they were glass. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I remember that. Shelf. Yeah. So I, you know, it was fine for a decorative thing, but mm-hmm. I ended up just dusting. Every, you know, needing to dust it more often. Kid fingerprints, and we we used to keep a box of kid videos and that kind of thing in there or on a shelf there and. After a while, I thought, you know what? I am just going to get rid of this and keep the box (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's really the only storage that we needed. So you do store kid videos in your living room? Yes. Now that we have the kind of low-profile entertainment system, it's Mm -hmm. an Ikea thing as usual. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should be sponsored by Ikea. (laughs) You need to start giving us money. Yeah, but it has four sections in it and doors that close Mm -hmm. And a couple drawers inside there. So we keep my kids. I should say my husband has several video game systems. Mm. So all the gaming systems and the games go in those drawers and they're hid away, hidden away. Um, A couple of them have glass fronts so that we can use the controller through it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, just the kid videos or 
random things that they might need in the living room. If their kid, my kids were younger, we definitely had a basket of toys. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I've seen parents have the convertible coffee table that opens up and it yeah. has a well inside for toys. That could work too. That's what Roscoe's house is, our dog's house. It's oh. <laughs> a bench that he has. It's actually, there's stuff inside of that. Gotcha. But uh, going back to the DVDs, I will say I struggle with this. This is something that I know that I need to purge, but at the same time, I have so many. They're not even stored at my house. My parents still have all of my DVDs, but they're kind of prompting me to get rid of them or do something with them. And I know everything is streaming these days, but it's also like, ugh, you just have this tangibly. Why would I pay for it? online when I already have it, but where do we store it? So the only thing I could think of is toss the cases and maybe those old CD binders, Mm -hmm. you could use that and have all your DVDs stored in there to kind of condense that. Other than that, do you have a recommendation on what to do with DVDs? Because I feel like it's something that I just can't bear to get rid of. (laughs) I've purged the movies I don't watch, but... Right. We had the same issue at one point, and yes, we purged all the boxes and put them into sleeves a binder Mm -hmm. and the kids actually we have those short cd-rom spindles you know what i mean oh yes like how see you get blank cd Mm -hmm. do people still do that i i don't know anyway we have a few spindles left over from when we used to do that used to have blank cds and whatnot and we will use that as the travel case for oh. when we go on trips. So we'll, they'll put whatever videos in there. And really, that's the only time they watch videos. Mm-hmm. It's the only time we have a DVD player out is the mini travel one that they use in the van. So we've, needless to say, purged a lot of those DVDs that we had even put into the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Really, now we just keep like holiday favorites that we watch mm-hmm. every Christmas or our very, very favorite movies. So I would say we have maybe 15 total that we have. And just so you know, if you do decide to resell those, like if you go to um, Half Price Books is a place in our area that you can resell them, they will not take them unless you have the boxes. So Mm -hmm. decide first (laughs) before you get rid of the boxes which ones you're not going to keep. And uh, because you won't be able to resell those. That makes sense. So in regards to the TV, I know mine's hidden, but yours is on your little TV unit. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't really ever use our TV. It is hidden away. And I do, we are purposeful with that because I feel like it makes us watch less TV if we can't really see it. But I know that it's, that's not realistic as our kids grow. So I feel like your TV is something you have to consider when organizing all your furniture because it's typically you want your furniture pointed towards your TV. Mm-hmm. I think that you could keep it kind of out of the way and not have all your furniture, but for the majority of people that are listening, I would say that they're going to want their furniture aimed towards their television set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, oftentimes the TV, though, I think for me at least, I wanted to avoid the TV being the central focus of the entire room. Mm -hmm. So we, yes, we have a big giant black square in our living room, but it's not the thing, unless it's on, it's Mm -hmm. not the focal point. It's not the thing that you notice first. We have a huge fireplace 
that we've whitewashed and, you know, we have a mantle nicely decorated. And that's the thing that really draws your eye when you walk into the room. Now, when we first moved in, we did not have a place for our TV and we put it on top of the mantle. I, was say, I think a lot of people put their TV there. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that became the central focus of the room. And I was just really uncomfortable with that because it felt more like we were praying to the gods of television <laughs> versus the purpose of the room being people connecting and being with one another. So I love it now that it's kind of off to the side mm -hmm. and we we're still working on what's, what are the right pieces to hang around it so that it even more camouflages into the overall look of the room. Yeah, it's hard because I do like that ours is camouflaged, but I also don't like that unit. But everything that I do like, the TV comes out. So mm. it is, it's hard because we use TVs as a society, but they're not the most eye appealing. No. So. I know they have some out now that look almost like photo picture frames. Oh, I've seen. Or they mirrors. Have, or mirrors. Yeah, they have ones that have wooden frames that are very thin and uh, minimal, low profile that you can hang on your wall and it looks just like anything else. That would be kind of cool if you had, you know, fire, <laughs> fire <laughs> on it or a fish tank or yeah, something. Yeah, that would be cool. This feels very bachelor pad right now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, until we get to that point where all TVs look like that, you're just going to have to make a decision mm -hmm. on what works well for your space and what you can afford. Okay, moving on to lighting. So with lighting, I think we have to consider what we already have in place in our home. I know a lot of houses are built with certain lighting already built into the house, but we also need to think about what kind of tasks do we want to accomplish in the room? Are we going to finish the crossword puzzle? Are we going to read a book? Are we going to file our nails? What do we need and where do we need that lighting so we, that we can actually see up close or just something for something that's more task oriented? Mm -hmm. Our friend, the nester, Michael and Smith is releasing a new book called Cozy Minimalist Home, and she has just amazing tips on this, on lighting and how to organize a room so that it's really functional and cozy for your family. And she does talk about that, making sure that you not only have light enough to light up the room, but just so that you have the task lighting, the light, the lamps. You can have a nice lamp that's on a sideboard somewhere, but if it's not lighting up anything, then you need to consider a small lamp next to the arm of the sofa or the easy chair, wherever you might be doing your reading or need that light. So lastly, I want to discuss decor. And one of the biggest ways I think that you can decorate honestly, any space, not just your living room is by using a rug. I feel like that's somewhat of the anchor of the room and you can even place these over carpet. We do have hardwood floors, but I feel like even if I had carpeting, I would still put down a rug because it, it can be your accent piece or just bring so much more color into the room that might be more minimal in color. So I would highly recommend investing in a rug. And I know that a great place to get nice high quality rugs is actually ebay i really like the mediterranean moroccan rugs mm -hmm. that are popular right now we have a rug ourselves that anchors the room kind of anchors the space uh, the only thing with rugs you really need to make sure it's the right size or it, it looks 
off mm-hmm. or you you don't want to have the island rug <laughs> with one coffee table <laughs> on the middle <laughs> you know you want it to True. be able it needs to be large enough it doesn't have to fill the entire room but it needs to be large enough that the front legs of your furniture sit on it and it occupies a majority of the middle of the room. I think scale is just something to consider. I know gallery walls are really popular these days, but when considering a gallery wall, are you only doing it to fill the space or are those things that you really want to see up on your wall on a daily basis? Because I think sometimes we can just throw up on our wall, if you will. Mm -hmm. And really one or a couple of pieces would have been sufficient in regards to the scale of the room that you actually really love and really enjoy. Right. It's that whole notion of investing in some maybe really wow pieces versus spending $10 a piece on a bunch of little art prints that are mass produced Mm -hmm. or small frames that um, don't amount to a whole lot when you take it in individually. Uh, But if you had, I'm always in favor of larger scale pieces that fill the space and then also leave some white space around it for your eye to kind of rest. And I'm, I'm also in favor of just keeping walls bare. Mm-hmm. I have so many bare walls in my house. Same. From when, when we moved in, I thought, oh, I'll put X, Y, or Z there. And then I just liked it so much for so long. Now it would feel weird to hang something there. Yeah, I that was my next tip is to pare down your artwork and to ditch any really any extra pieces that you don't need. All the extra mantle pieces that we feel like we have to add to our mantle that really are we just doing that because we have some space to fill. Mm-hmm. So, we've talked about that before. Another thing that we have in our living rooms are blankets and throws and blankets and throws add a layer of color to sofas or to chairs and and they're cost efficient, so. Right. Always want to have, we have a basket of blankets that we keep next to the couch for cuddling up. And it's always weird to me if I go into someone's house and they don't have blankets or throws. <laughs> you would have thought it was really weird like a year ago. <laughs> Not <laughs> well, that you didn't already know that about my personality. But I mean, I feel like, because that's just what we do at home. Mm-hmm. So if we come in and especially if you take your shoes off at the door, if it's kind of house where you take your shoes off at the door, your feet oftentimes yeah. get cold mm-hmm. and then you sit on their couch and you're going to watch a movie or something and I'm just there <laughs> without a cover. It feels really weird to me. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. It is a, a cost efficient way to add an accent piece or to add warmth to cold feet. Uh-huh. But I would highly recommend that. So the only other thing I had were were mirrors that open up the space. They bring more natural light in. If you don't have a lot of natural light in your space, maybe put it on an accent wall from the window. Mm -hmm. My biggest tip in decorating your entire living room is just to take your time. And I feel like going slow allows you to invest in items of high quality that you actually really want. Slow allows for it to be more serendipitous, things that you might stumble upon that you wouldn't have put in there it allows it to be more organic and I feel like it's usually worth the wait Mm -hmm. so I think overall just one more plug for our friend the nester and her book cozy minimalist home because she really deep dives Mm -hmm. into all these 
pieces and parts of a room and how to make a space minimal, but also cozy and feel really nice and functional for your family. So this is a great little overview, but if you are really looking to renovate or just do a make under mm -hmm. in your space, I would definitely go check out that book. I agree. All right, so what have you guys done to declutter or to quiet or minimize your living room? We want to know. So we invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website, minimalistmomspodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at minimalistmomspodcast. If you'd like to receive our show notes via email, text the word minimalist to 444-999. Thank you for joining up on this journey, and we wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. Oh, 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 oh,